Welcome to Relevant Live with Pastor Chris Sarno, a weekly podcast from Relevant Church in Daytona Beach, Florida. We pray that this message inspires hope, help, and healing in your life. And as always, welcome home. I was telling the guys in the back, people were like, it's, the floor is like, I don't know how to explain it, but it's like this Brazilian wood. The floor is wood, no wood floor. And like people were sobbing, like just cuddled up in a ball, sobbing. And there was people that had like a pool of tears. And it was the craziest thing in the world. And I saw Pastor Liz. I said, look at that. I said, imagine the tears. You know what I mean? And what those tears are saying to God. Just somebody like in a pool. Like I never see anything like it. Because like the, I don't know, it's weird to explain. Because like I guess the rug, you can't see it. But like pools of tears. And there was people, you walking around, you see them in there sobbing before God. I'm like, that stuff right there, I'll change it. You know what I mean? Like, you look at that and you just realize, like, can you imagine the commitments that were made to God in those tears? Like, that's the stuff that messes you up. And it's really cool because the worship team, this is really funny. I told them here, but this is how they do it. The pastor there, the father, is really cool. They're probably watching. But he's like, I don't want the praise team looking at the people. So the praise team worships this way. <laughs> No, I'm serious, right? So the praise team's like this. Well, the people are worshiping because he's like, he's like, I need you to worship God, not worry about what the people are doing. That's just how they do it. It's cool. So, like, sometimes in the moment you get lost in the middle of it, you know, that I was just like, man, I was like, it's about him. You know, and the place went wild. You know what I mean? It's just crazy. But it was really cool. And it's just a different culture, but it's kind of like really cool how, like, God, God just does stuff in your life. So, like, you guys praying, like, seriously, when you guys pray, like, literally, when I left, they're like, you're not the same guy that was here years ago. I'm like, yeah, because we're not the same church we were years ago, because you guys intercede. I'm telling you, listen to me. I'm not joking. Praying, you, you just know it's different. You can't explain it. There's, you just know it's different. And they, are, they were like... Done. The place is in revival, probably. You know what I mean? Like, whatever happened is because you guys did it. You know what I mean? So we appreciate it. It was great, and it was cool. And we'll show you videos. When you see the videos, the worship's, like, off the wall. Like, the worship. And you know what's really cool? Like, I can't understand it, but when they sing songs in Portuguese that are English, I know what they're saying. I was like, heaven must sound like this or something. I don't know. I don't know how to explain it, but you know what I'm saying? It's like, it's just really good to be cool, right? So praise God. You ready to give? How many you know giving's the key, amen, to, to financial increase, you know? Because you got to like, you got to give your way into the next season. Look at this, 2 Corinthians. You know what I love about the Word of God? It's true. Whether you believe it or not, it's true. But you should believe it because it works, but you got to work it. You know, you got to work it, you know? And that's the thing. And don't, and, don't, and don't forget, look at this, 2 Corinthians 8, 9. You know, because how many you know, you got to know God wants to prosper you. And I know sometimes I say this stuff and you think about it, but you got to really know this. 2 Corinthians 8 9 said this, for he, he wants you to be blessed. Amen? And when you make a commitment to go towards God, your whole life changes. It does. But here's the thing. Consistency is the key. Because anybody could start this thing. you got to stay in it to the end. Amen? If you could put it into King James, it would be better, but we could read it. For as we recognize more clearly the grace of our Lord Jesus Christ, his astonishing kindness, his generosity, his gracious favor. That what? Though he was rich, yet for your sake you became poor so that you could become what? Rich. See that? See that? Look at the back end of that. It says, through his poverty you might be what? Rich. God wants you to be rich. 
You come in church, you say that, people are like, I ain't always That's because people are religious. You understand that? That's what that financial seminar is about. That financial seminar, somebody said, well, what are you going to be teaching? Biblical? No, I'm going to teach you about money. Biblical money. Does that make sense? Yeah, God wants you rich. Amen? And you got to stretch yourself rich because people want to be selfish about money. Well, you shouldn't talk about money. Well, you got to talk about money. Otherwise, you stay broke. And you, got to, and you know what else is wrong? You'll have the wrong mindset about money. You'll think like money, oh, you know, if I got all my, if I got my needs met, no, 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 no. We ain't talking about meeting your needs. You got to meet the needs of other people. So how are you going to meet the needs of other people if you don't have enough to give? You got to be able to write a check for stuff sometimes. You, you know what I'm saying? Like, you know, just what I'm saying, like my needs being met, that's one thing. But me meeting the needs of the kingdom means I got to have overflow. Are you, you seeing it? Because what's the worst thing in the world? To want to help somebody and not have the ability to do it. Ain't that true? And that's it. Some people say, well, you know, but you get money and you get greedy. No, 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 no. Broke people are greedy. You ever get around broke people? They're mean, too. Mean and greedy. Well, you know, money make you crazy. Guess what? No money makes you mean and greedy. You know, I'm serious. Right? So what I'm saying, have plenty and then give it away. And you ain't even got to tell nobody what you're doing. You know what I'm saying? So understand prosperity. Prosperity is all about the kingdom. And why does God want you to prosper? So you could be a tool for the kingdom. Because God, guess what? The money in the earth ain't doing God no good. He needs it in the church. He needs church people to get it. I told him from day one, you know how much seed is in the ground that the church has planted that you need to go reap? It's there. Come on in. Go get it. I'm telling you, go get it. And then get it and give it away. That's the key. He became poor so you could become. Did you read the Bible? Did I write that? For the grace of our Lord Jesus Christ, that he was rich, and for your sake he became poor. That through his poverty you might be rich. Now you try to get all weird. Well, rich doesn't mean rich. No, rich means rich. Stop trying to dumb it down and make it like water it down. You know what I'm saying? Rich means rich. Rich means loaded. Wealth. Well, you're talking about money because you preachers talk about money. What's, this, what's your money going to do for me? This is for you and your house. Because God knows you get a bunch of money, you ain't giving it to me. <laughs> thanks, thanks. Only Miss Flory. Praise the Lord. Thanks, Miss Flory. Somebody's going to get loaded. At least somebody's taking me out. Glory to God. Come on, man. Good. There you go. There's another one. You see what I'm saying now? You get loaded. You know who you're going to get rich? You're going to get rich. Send me on vacation. Praise. I feel it. I'm feeling the love now. I'm going on, va I'm going on vacation and I've got a dinner. Glory to God. How but are you see what I mean? I'm talking about your kids' kids. I'm talking about your family, your lineage. That's why I teach you. It was funny in Brazil, you know, I was like, I was talking about, he's like, teach about, I had to take the offer in every service. I'm like, great. But I don't got no problem with it. I ain't got no problem talking about money because the devil don't want you to talk about money. He wants to keep these people broke. I want you so loaded, you're so fat, buy the whole block. Buy all the acres around you. Buy it all. Buy it all and put your name on it. And you put it on the side. To God be the glory, look what he's done. Buy it all. And they ain't rejoicing it. Somebody just bought something nice the other day. I said, praise the Lord. I get excited, man. When you guys get stuff, I get pumped. You know what I'm saying? Because you getting it means the kingdom got it. And when the kingdom got it, God got it. That makes me happy. You know what I'm saying? I want you to have so much, you ain't even got to think about it. 
You know what I mean? Money ain't even folded yet. Praise God. I got so much money, I didn't even fold some of it yet. I got I still got bands around it. Amen. I want you loaded, man. I want to go to your house and be impressed. You know what I'm saying? Like, woo-hoo-hoo. Yeah. I like the view. Praise. I like your view. Praise God. Yeah. What you got? Billy gets a new goat and Holly, I get excited about it. Yeah. Cattle on a thousand hills. The goats are mine. It's in the Bible. Deuteronomy 28. I like it. I love it. Get more chickens. Glory to God. Get like 100 chickens and give some away. Yeah, get loaded. Yeah, get 100. Do it. You know what I'm saying? Billy's like, I got to feed and take care of all this stuff. He got some. What'd you get a horse the other time you told me? A horse? Did somebody give you a horse? Two horses. You're going to get more horses. Pray God. Billy's like, I got to clean these things up. But you see what I'm saying? I, it's like, look, I rejoice with you because it, prosperity, pro, let me tell you what prosperity is about too. Prosperity is about work. That's why some people don't want it. You know what I mean? Because you start talking to business people about money, they know it means work. So don't get, you know what I mean? So it ain't just going to fall out the sky. You got to go after it. You know what I'm saying? It don't just come out the sky. You know, God might give you an idea to start a business. God might give you an idea to do whatever God tells you to do, do it. But here's the thing. You prospering is the kingdom prospering because God needs stuff done. That's the difference. Who's going to write a check? God ain't going to write no checks. God ain't got no checkbook. You understand what I'm saying? You got to write it. If you want me to need it, feed kids or do something or do something that's compassionate to you. Even go to like the homeless ministry or something like that. You got to do something. If you're going to go do something, you got to have money. I don't understand the church. The church gets wacky. You're going to go to the Publix, just put a bunch of groceries on there, and then beep, 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 beep. Oh, thanks, guys. I appreciate it. That's great. Let me just take these bags and go. You're going to get arrested, man. Cut it out. See what I'm saying? So when you got enough, you can meet the needs of others. I know I'm beating this thing down, but I'm trying to get you to get it. So you got to start asking God, God, how are you going to prosper me? Because i got to make more money. Then I could be a greater giver. Well, you know, it's not, about, it's not about money. No, nobody said it was about money. God said money's the bottom rung. It's not about money. But we're talking an offering, so you understand that my giving leads to my increase. And once I increase, woo, I could do it, man. And then you got the opportunity to do whatever you want to do. Then you could, then you got, because the Bible says this, no, nobody's, nobody's hanging around broke people looking for advice. That's Proverbs. But they hang around a rich man. Why? Because they're looking for wisdom. And when you got, when you, let me tell you something, that means what? When you have, when you have the ability to have wealth, man, you got something to say. You do, you can say something. Because you say, God made me rich. Abraham said this, God made me rich, not man. No man's going to make you rich. God will make you rich. And when God makes you rich, you know what you do? You give him the glory. Because he wants you to prosper. Yeah, you give him the glory. It's awesome. Amen? You ready to give? I love giving. Giving makes you like God. Amen? It does. Hold your sheet in your hand. Say this out loud. Say, thank you, Lord. Meeting all my needs according to your riches and glory. I have plenty in Jesus' mighty name. Amen? And amen. If you're giving online, we appreciate you giving. You know that? Hey, write these down. I'm going to give you some sp- I'm going to give you some stuff about ministering to the Lord. How many like ministering to the Lord? How many have been practicing it more? You got, how many, you know, you got you to be filled with the Holy Spirit. Get in here and do it. While they're doing that, we're going to take a minute. Look at Acts 28. And then Acts 28, verse 27. Write this down. Spiritual neglect leads to lack of hearing God. 
Spiritual neglect leads to lack of hearing God. Write that down. Spiritual neglect leads to lack of hearing God. Does that make sense? If you spiritually neglect the things of the Spirit, it's going to be harder for you to hear God. So staying close to the things of God is going to keep you connected spiritually. Okay? So this is key. You've got to stay connected to the things of God. Because it makes it's easier for you to hear. So here's the thing. You've got two things going on. You've got warfare versus neglect. So write this down. Spiritual neglect leads to lack of hearing God. Is it spiritual warfare versus ministering to the Lord? Sometimes people's problem is they have not been maintaining their ministering to the Lord, and the battles they're facing are because they haven't been staying close to God, not because you got spiritual warfare problems. Does that make sense? That's the thing. Like, oh, you know, you got to stay close to the Lord. You got to stay, you have to stay built up in the spirit. Remember that proverb scripture? A strong man's spirit gets to stay in the bodily pain and trouble, but a weak spirit who could bear? Remember that one? Many times the lack of hearing God's voice, the lack of God's guidance, and the lack of God's manifested presence is not because the devil was resisting you. It's because you not spent time ministering to the Lord. Is that okay? Hey, guys, when you're in here, let me tell you, I love you. So I'm not here to beat you. I'm not, like, here to, like, you know, knock you around. I love you. I'm trying to help you. People don't want to learn this stuff. People want to go to church. They don't want you to teach. They want to yell and scream about stuff they can't manifest. I ain't here to yell and scream. I want you to get it. And when you got it, then you'll scream and yell. But when you got, you got power in you, you start telling the devil, the devil start taking a hike. Because you got revelation. Knowledge is power. You know what I'm saying? You say, devil. you ain't running from no devil. Man, in the beginning of this, I didn't know what was going on. Then I started telling the devil what to do. You tell the devil what? I tell him what I tell him, and he shuts up. He ain't going to do nothing to you. He ain't going to torment your mind. He ain't going to mess with your money. He ain't going to mess with your stuff. You ain't going to have a setback. You can get ready to have a comeback. You can get strong in the Lord and the power of his might. And when you get strong in the Lord and the power of his might, you're going to start declaring and decreeing a thing. And you're going to start seeing it come to pass. You have weight in your mouth, weight in your words. I'm, a, I'm in my comeback. Come Devil trying to put me in a setback. God started working on my comeback. I'm getting ready to have a bounce back. Everybody better take a step back. I'm about ready to get in here and go after it. You think I'm kidding? I'm serious. You got power coming out of your mouth. You're going to say something. It's going to be like a ripple through the It's going to ripple through the atmosphere. Wait. Go to church and be like, oh, no, you're going to have wait. Wait in your words. Wait when you say something. Wait behind it. Because you got revelation. Because you're strong. And you're smart. And you guys are doing great. But you got to minister to the Lord. It's important. So maybe I don't want to neglect. My spiritual responsibility. So you got to maintain spirituality. Okay? Spiritual maintenance is important. Because you don't want to break down on the side of the road because you didn't maintain your spirit man. So maintaining your spirit man is an element of ministering to the Lord. Remember I told you that? That's through praise and worship. you got to praise God and worship God. Okay? You have to. You don't wait to. You have to. Well, I praise him about. You ever see that scripture says, worship God in spirit and truth? Right? Worship God in spirit and truth. He said, they that worship me must worship me in the spirit and in the truth. I didn't understand it. How you worship God in spirit and truth? You know what I'm saying? And the Lord said this. He said, if you start talking about, this was great. He said, if you start magnifying the truth, you'll start worshiping me in the spirit. 
Did you get that? Write that down. If you start worshiping me, if you, I say, how do you worship God in the spirit and the truth? He says, they that come to me must worship me in what? In the spirit and in the truth. So I said, how in the world, what's that mean? That's goofy. I don't get it. He said, if you start magnifying the truth, you'll start worshiping me in the spirit. He said, go in there and start telling me what my truth says, how good I am. See it? See what I'm saying? You magnify the truth, and then you'll start worshiping him in the spirit. So if you don't know what to do, go in there and say, God, you're good. He is good. God, you're gracious. He is gracious. God, you're a good God. He is a good God. God, you're faithful. He is faithful. You start magnifying the truth in God's presence, you'll start worshiping him in the spirit. Glory! It'll start coming out of you because you'll start magnifying how good he is. And when you go, you, you, you don't, you, you just tell him how good he is. God, you're a good God. You're a great God. You're a faithful God. Go in there as dry as toast. I can care less. Lift your hands in the air and tell him, God, I magnify you. I glorify. He deserves to go. He said, if you don't praise me, a rock will take your place. Place, kid come on you get in there and you get in there and you just start telling god how good god you're good i don't care if it sounds dry boring whatever i can care god you're a good god god you're a great god he is good he is great you're a faithful god he is faithful god god you're greater is he that's in me greater is he that's in you than he that's in the world god i magnify your name god i give you a praise and as you start praising man i'll start telling you what you get over in the spirit you understand that you'll start worshiping in spirit you understand You'll get in there. Next thing you know, you'll get caught up in the Holy Ghost. You will. You get caught. Say, ah, that's weird. That ain't weird. This ain't old school stuff. This is what the church is supposed to be doing. Ministering to the Lord. He said, they separated me, Paul, and Barnabas. What do you say? He, said, he got this. He got a revelation. They said, the Holy Ghost spoke. But you don't get answers going looking for answers. You get answers ministering to the Lord. Did you get that? See, every answer you need is waiting for you in the presence of God. Write that down. Every answer you need is waiting for you in the presence of God. But you got to go in right. Most people don't go in right. See, you can't go in the way you want to go in. you got to go in the way he told you to go in. He said, go in there and worship me and praise me. Go in there with thanksgiving and pray. That's what he told you. Sam, that's what he said. He said, go in there and worship me in spirit. He said, worship me in the spirit. How worship God in the spirit? Go magnify his truth. You're a good God. You're going in there looking for answers. He ain't going to give them to you. But if you go in there and minister to him, you know what I'm saying? He'll start speaking about stuff. He'll be interrupt. You know what? Remember this. This is, this is golden truth. That's why I told you. That's why these young guys got to learn this stuff. That's why I was telling Pop back there. That's why these young guys, they learn it now. You learn this stuff now, 30 years from now, you'll be changing the world. You understand me? But guys don't do this no more. Uh, they teach you uh, how to be cute. I didn't teach you how to be cute. This is what you do. As you're magnifying God, he will reveal the truth. He'll reveal the truth about stuff you need to answer to. That's why I told you, ask questions. When you ask God questions, he don't answer them right then and there. He never answers anything right then and there because it ain't on his timeline to answer you when you want him to answer you. He won't answer you. You ever go in there and ask God questions? He don't tell you jack. But if you start ministering to the Lord, he will interrupt. Remember this. Don't ever forget this one you do. He will interrupt your worship session with him to give you answers that you need in life. But it's in his presence. You see it? Because when I'm like, oh, glory to God, hallelujah, I ain't thinking about what I asked him the other day, but he is. But he knows this. you got to enter into my atmosphere right, otherwise I can't tell you what you want. But if you go in there asking him questions, he ain't going to tell you jack. I, that's a million-dollar nugget. But you know what he does? You didn't qualify to hear. Oh, let me tell you something about heaven. Let me tell you something about heaven. You know, I asked the Lord the other day. I said, I'm either really screwed up or I'm pretty good at this, God. 
I rebuke myself all the time. I said, either I don't know what the heck I'm talking about, and you should, like, send me somewhere else, or I know what I'm doing, and I'm off the edge. I don't know. God hasn't shut me up yet, so I'm just going to keep talking. I said this. I couldn't get it. He said, you didn't qualify for heaven. I ain't going. He said, you didn't qualify for heaven in the earth. Heaven won't give you nothing until you qualify in the earth. I didn't understand Brother Norval. He used to say this for a decade. I thought it was wrong. He said, you got to worship God. I said, why I got to worship God? He said, because he said this. He said, your worship has to get to a place where it passes the test. I didn't like it. I didn't like the theology of it. He's right. But let me explain. Because when you bring your theology in this and you get all goofy, let me explain. It's not like you have to earn it, okay? It's not about earning it. It's about accessing it. Heaven doesn't give you nothing to access through the earth. It won't respond to you because you have to qualify. Because if you ain't genuine about it, God ain't telling you nothing. He ain't sharing no secrets with you about the kingdom of heaven unless you qualify. You say, I did qualify, I'm saved. Yeah, heaven ain't speaking to half the people you know because they don't come in right. But if you go in right, you'll get what you go looking for. That's why I got to praise him and worship him. He said, come into my faith with thanksgiving and praise. You got to enter right. See, you got to pray in the name of Jesus. You got to do all that stuff. But here's the thing. Heaven don't give you nothing until what? You qualify. How do you qualify? Worship. He said, worship God until you pass the test. You know what he was saying? You don't know what he's saying? God wants to see if you're sincere about it. But if you're sincere about it, he'll be there. He loves you, but you got to come to him right. You come to him right, he'll answer you. I don't know why you got to qualify in the earth. I don't have a clue. But you do. I don't know. You can sit here all day long and try to figure it out. What for? Just do what you know to do to access heaven. You know what I'm saying? What do I care? I, you know what? I'm tired of like trying to go in my way. My way don't work. His way is guaranteed. You want praise? I'll give you all the praise you can handle, God. Let's go. I'm telling you, listen, because that's the key. Because here's the thing. God doesn't come to you. Listen to this. God does not come into this relationship on your terms. That's why I don't know what in the world half these people are doing. Like, oh, I just worship God the way I want to do it. God ain't talking to those people. Don't be one of those people, please. Be the kind of person that the Bible is talking about. God want worship? Give him worship. Just worship him. Well, I don't know what I'm doing. Who cares? Just get in there and do it anyway. Are you okay with this? Because most people don't go into presence of God right, and then they don't get no answers. They get mad. Now pray the way he told you to pray. I pray. Pray in the name of Jesus. But give him worship. Give him thanks. Gratitude is key. That's what I've been telling these cats. Go grab. I told those dudes, what I tell you, five times a day, thank God. I don't know. Figure it out in your head. Set your timer. You know what David said? He said, seven times a day I praise you. Well, why did he tell you that? How do I know? Praise him seven times a day. Man, I'll tell you what smacked me in the face. I wrote that book because of it. Brother Hagan. got up there. The man said to me and the whole body of church about 100 times, oh, I got more revelation praying those Ephesian prayers over my life than I did anything else. Did you know that? I was there. I'm in Tulsa, Oklahoma, sitting there. He gets up there again, again, and again, and again. I'm in class. He gets up there again. Well, you know, I got more revelation. He said, I thought they should have took me. He said, I told my deacons you should have took me out of the rain. He goes, I didn't even know what I was talking about. He goes, how did you guys let me? I was like, one day, and one day I'm sitting there in there, and I said, are you, are you, Sarno, are you dumb? Are you as dumb as I think you're dumb? Talking to myself. 
How many times you got to hear this guy tell you pray those Ephesian prayers so you start doing it? You still ain't doing it, nitwit. That might have been me talking to me, but guess what? It was legit. How many times you got to hear this man tell you? How many times you got to hear this man tell you? I'm not rebuking you. I'm just telling you. How many times does Pastor Chris got to hear this guy tell you that I got more revelation praying those Ephesian prayers over my life than any other revelation in my life? How many times this man got to tell you what he just told you till you start doing it? You with me? And he said it again and again and again and again. And I didn't do it every time I heard it. I was like, well, maybe that's a test. You, are you seeing this? Why you got to reinvent the wheel? Just start praying those Ephesian prayers. Why are you beating your head against the wall? Go worship God. Go give him praise. Go give him thanks. Go to, I want to do it my way. Your way ain't going to work. Your way don't get you access to heaven, but his way guarantees it. That's the problem. You know what it is? We want to get a formula outside of the formula that heaven gave us. Just use the formula and get in. So what I got to do? I don't know. Lift your hands in the air and worship God. Pray the Ephesian prayers. Ephesians 1 and Ephesians 3. Go see Miss Kathy. She's got to listen to Miss they'll, they'll hook you up. Say, I don't know where those prayers are at. Go ask the prayer team. They'll show you how. They'll show you how to pray. I went to Ramah. I didn't know how to pray. I didn't know how to pray in the Holy Ghost. No way. Uh-uh. Didn't know what I was doing. I prayed in the house. I prayed, I prayed for a long time. I went there. And I went to prayer school. I was like, what are these jokers doing in here? I went in there. It took me three runs to figure that place out. The place was like a wave. Hundred some odd people. But she could live it. It was like, where in the world are we going? I didn't know what I was doing. You know what happened? You learned. You get in there and then you learn. Then I started understanding what I was praying about. Are you seeing this? You gotta learn the things of the spirit. They don't come just because of osmosis, you just learn. And why in the world would you try to figure it all out by yourself? Go find somebody who knows how to get over and do what they do. I just was telling somebody they're going on a trip. You know, they're going on that trip. I told my buddy, I said, you better pay attention to me right now. They're on the phone, speakerphone. Two grown men. Don't worry about who. You ain't got to know. Don't be nosy. Two grown men. You know what I told the, the young guy? I said, the young guy, you watch the older guy and do everything he does and emulate everything he does. And everything he does, you do. And don't ask questions. Just do what he does on the speakerphone while the other guy's listening. <laughs> Why? Because they know. They're telling Everybody that knows something wants to tell somebody. Are you paying attention? Everybody that knows something wants to tell somebody. Ain't got nobody listening. See it? But the guy that knows he's got somebody listening, he'll start talking. I set him up for a success. Just sit there, do what he do. Don't ask questions, just do what he do. Why? Because that's how you learn. Because you catch some of this stuff, spiritual stuff. I ain't going deep. You understand what I mean. Go in there and practice. How do I do it? You, I'll tell you what I would do. Go find somebody doing it. How do you get in there? How do I worship God? Get in there. Magnify the truth. You'll start worshiping in the spirit. And then get in there and get some answers. Look at the scriptures. You see it? Is it neglect or is it warfare? I think most of it's neglect. Because I'll tell you right now, when I'm loaded up, ain't a devil in hell going to mess my day up. You know what I'm saying? You ain't mind dealing all day. When you're loaded up, you're like, man, pff, bump that. I ain't going to believe that nonsense. But what happens? When you get spiritually weak, now you start worrying. Now you start getting fearful. Now you start mind dealing all day. Now you do But when you're strong in the spirit, you're like, shut up, devil. I'll punch you in the head. Right? Come on, guys. You're strong. You're loaded up. You feeling it? You're like, I ain't believing them lies. I bind that mess. 
right? But when you get spiritually weak, you stay away from church a little bit too long. You stay away from the things of God a little bit too long. You stay away from that word just a little bit too long. Now you're getting scared about everything. Remember Elijah? He said he just called down fire from heaven and burned up all the prophets of Baal. And all of a sudden, and all of a sudden he got Jezebel saying, I'm going to kill you. Man, he should have lit her on fire right then and there. Right? This joker running and hiding, hiding in a cave. God's got to go find him. God finds like, what are you doing here, dude? He's like, I'm nervous. She's coming after me. He's like, God's like trying to show the replay. Didn't you call fire down out the sky? The guy called down fire that sucked up water. How in the world did that happen? He like licked up the water. Joker, a month ago, a, whatever, a week ago, or whatever you want to say, I don't know timeline, right? A week ago was what? He's like, hey, go get, go get some sacrifice. Who you worshiping? Hey, I'm going to call down my God now. He said, hey, get the sacrifice. He said, now do this. Pour water on them. Pour water on the wood. Pour water on everything. Make it thick. This joker's crazy, right? You're like, dude, he's off his mind. Calls down fire, sucks up the water. Burned up the sacrifice. That joker's working in power. Can you imagine you got that kind of juice? Going down fire, sucked it all up. Here comes Jezebel. I'm going to kill you. <laughs> wow, really? Ahab did nitwit and Jezebel the crazy and you running. Yeah, I'm out. Where you at? He's hiding. God comes and finds him. What are you doing, dude? He's like, I'm done. I quit. Joker quitting. How you quitting? You just call fire down from heaven, bro. Have you not looked at your resume? Right? You with me? This is the modern day Sarno version, okay? This joker quit. I'm making it easy. I'm going to break down the Bible. Elijah was quitting. He did quit. Listen, he did die. Because you know why? He quit. And if you quit, God will pass your stuff on. Don't you quit. He wasn't done. He wasn't, God wasn't done with him, but he was done. And once he was done, he found what? Elisha. He said, go find Elisha and put on him where he was on you. And I told you what happened from there. Elisha was supposed to give it to that thief, Gehazi, but he's a loser. Sold his stupidness. That was supposed to be transferable. It went from Elijah. This whole, everything goes lineage-wise. It goes from Elijah, okay? Elijah gave it to Elisha, but Elijah shouldn't have been done. But Elisha got double. Okay, Elisha then had Gehazi, but he's a mess because remember he lied. Remember his his master did a work for the king, and he said, "What do you want?" He said, "I don't want nothing." He said, "I ain't got paid for this stuff. I don't do this for money, bro." He said, "I'll get you whatever you want." He said, "I ain't want nothing." He left. Gehazi had a clown. He goes and tracks him down. He said, "No, no, no, no. My master changed his mind. He does want stuff, and he took remnant of clothes and money." Punk. Messed it up. That's the problem. You preachers, don't you ever sell your birthright for some money and nonsense. That's the problem right there. And he said what? And you know what happened to him? He was done. Listen, you know what gets worse? Elisha's bones. That's why I never understood that. Elisha's bones are in the grave. And when the dead, when the dead man body fell in the grave, what happened? He resurrected. That's a great story, ain't it? I got mad. I said, that's stupid. It's stupid to me. Want to know why? Why is that power in the grave? Because he couldn't give it to nobody. Should have gave it to the thief, but you can't give it to a thief and there ain't nobody else following. You got to pour your life out like a drink offering in the earth. Give it to somebody. You got to have somebody to give it to. 
Don't take it to the grave, man. The bones resurrecting the dead. I got mad. I read it. I didn't like it. I did. I got mad. I was like, why is this guy's dead body, dead bones, raising dead men? That should have been in the earth. God told me he couldn't leave it to a thief. Can't leave it. I don't know how we got on that, but we're here. But you see me? You know what I mean? Go home and read it. It's right. So what's the matter with Elijah? Elijah's in the cave. He goes, what are you doing, dude? He said, I'm not in this. He said, hey, Elijah, yeah, look at the fire. Look at the aircraft. We're shaking things. God's doing stuff. He said, no, no, no. I'm in the still, small voice. I'm in relationship more than I'm in this outward experience. So you better make sure you keep your relationship right. Because your relationship right is the key to you hearing, not the outward experience. Bunch of people got miracles going on, but they ain't got an inward experience. You understand? And then you better keep that inward witness of God, because the minute you disconnect from hearing God's voice, you might be running in the cave too. It's personal relationship. Don't ever sacrifice your personal relationship for anything. Because your ministry needs to be the overflow of your personal relationship. People say, you burnt out? No, I'm loaded up. I'm jacked up. How you jacked up? You stay loaded up. Say some job. You get tired? Never. Do you want to rest? No. You want a day off? No. Why? Because you live off it. Because it's not who you, it's not what you do, it's who you are. You see this? Are you getting this? You keep your inward relationship right with God, you run a mile. And you older people, you ain't gonna get old. No, you ain't. You stay, you stay stoned in the Holy Ghost. That's how you do it. That's, I'm telling you, that's how you did it. That, that was rough, but get over it. You know what I mean? Like, like you, stay, you stay in the spirit of God. Man, I'm going to tell you a story, right? They asked me the other day something about Brother Normal. I said, he, why do you think he preached four hours? Man, it took two grown men to pull that man up out of a chair. Are you here? I know I did it. Take two grown men, full-size grown men, guy like me and Jeff, picking on Brother Norval out of a chair. I watched him sitting in that pulpit pop up like a 20-year-old with the anointing on him. Right? You remember? He'd be in there. Brother Norval, come on. I got to get him up out the chair. All due respect, I got to pull him. He's a big man. You know what I mean? Grown man. I got to pull him up. Other guy got to take an arm. One, two, three. We yanking him up. Praise God. He's up. He's ready to go. Let's go, Brother Norval. 80-some-odd years old. I watched him up there like a 20-year-old spring chicken. Bang, jump up and walk around the pulpit. I was like, that joker's in the gift. Do you stay in God? You ain't going to get old. Stay loaded up. Stay loaded up. I don't know how I'm on this, but praise be to God we're here. All right? Let's get on the notes. Are you with me? Stay in God. Stay, I'm telling you, stay in God. It's your birthday. Stay in God. Don't come out of God. I don't know. Whatever. Leave it alone. Look at Acts 27, 28, 27. The heart of the people is racks gross, and their ears are dull of hearing, and their eyes they have closed, and said they should not hear, they, they can't hear. They should, they should see with their eyes, hear with their ears, and understand with their heart. It should be what? Converted, and I should heal them. What's he saying? He said, don't let your ears and your eyes grow, grow, grow dim. Keep your spirit open to what God's saying. It's important. You got to spend time in the Word. Look at John 6.63. Every day, spiritual maintenance, this is so easy, but it's so hard. Every day, you got to spend time in the Word. John 6, 63. Come on, right? Every day. 
Every day. Not every once in a while. Every once in a while. In the spirit, it is the spirit that quickeneth the flesh, profiteth nothing. The words that I speak in their spirit and their life. The word of God is spirit in life. What else do you put spirit in life in you? It's got to overtake you. Every day, getting the word. Every day, put some word in you. It's got spirit and life in it. You put it in you, it energizes you, feeds your spirit, man. Every day. Every day. Every day. Every day. I don't care if it's one scripture, two scriptures, put something in you spiritually and you can run with it. Amen? It's spirit and life. It's Zoe. That's the life of God. Z O E. The God kind of life in you. Man, you put that in your spirit. You start speaking the word of God, you can run on it. It'll strengthen your inner man. Did you get that? It'll strengthen your inner man. So every day, I'm putting some word in me. Every day. I don't care if it's two scriptures, three scriptures. You put it in you. It'll give you strength. You can run with it. I got the word in me. I'm telling you, it's important. People say, well, it ain't that big a deal. No, no, no. Their spirit in their life. If you keep life coming in, death can't overtake you. You keep life coming in, man, depressed can't overtake you. Worry, fear, fret can't overtake you. You got life coming in, it'll tell your feelings. It'll curve your feelings. It'll curve your mindset. The words that I'm speaking to you, they are spirit and they are life. Health over their flesh. Woo, you got to put the word in you. It's important. It's important. You got to spiritually maintain. Watch this. Oh, look at this. Write this down. It's, you got to have times of worship. If there is a dormancy of divine communication in your life, it may not be the anointing you need to receive, and it may not be all this other stuff. How about this? It may mean it may mean you need to get down on your knees by yourself and worship God out of the depths of your heart. You know what I'm saying? I don't mean you got to get on your knees like that, but it's just like a place of posture. You got to go worship God. You know what I'm saying? Because you got to remember something, right? He gave you the word for which you know you got to fight. He gave you that. He gave you worship for which you can't see you're fighting. Don't ever forget that. Because here's the thing. He gave you praise when he moves. I think he gave you praise for after he moves. You praise him. Okay? He gave you the word of God so you could speak to some stuff. But if I don't know the battle, he gave me worship. He gave you worship because I don't know what's coming at me. I don't know where it's coming from or how it's coming, but I know it's there. I'm just going to worship God till something happens. That's good. Praise is, I think praise is after he moves. Glory to God, glory to God. You kind of worship and praise him at the same time. But after God, thank you, thank you. After he does something, you're all jacked up with praise. But he gave you worship for which you cannot see. The battles I don't know. And you worship God. You worship him. Worship him in spirit. Worship him in the truth. Just worship him. Thank you, thank you. Thank you for what? Thank you, you're good. I don't know what's going on, but you're good. Thank you. Thank you. I worship you. Praise the Lord. Glory to God. Glory. Glory, glory, glory. Run around the house till you get the house to change. Get to run around the house till something changes. Glory! And don't be quiet either. Oh, I don't want to be, I don't want to be, you know, I don't get excited. Get excited. Brother Hagin, <laughs> let him get mad at you, Ma. Who cares? Go in there and get them all mad. Get up and praise the Lord. Sunday morning you should start having a praise party with them kids. Just, Wake the whole block up. Brother Hagin one time, he said I was a Baptist. And he said, he said, he tells that story. He said, he said, he said, I got around all these Pentecostals and they were so, they were wild. And he said like this, he said, he said, he said something. He said, I'm not, he goes, I'm not like that or something like that. He said, you know, he said, he said, he said, you know, he said, uh, he said, um, 
he said heaven or something, he said about being loud. You know, one of the guys came and said something about, well, he goes, you know, you don't have to be loud. And he looked at Brother Hagin and he said, you don't have to be nervous either. He's all nervous, you know what I mean? Like, I don't want to go over, you know what I mean? Don't be nervous, you know what I mean? He was giving him a hard time. He's like, look, you little Baptist, don't be nervous. No, they meant the Baptist, God bless the Baptist. Well, you know what I'm saying? Some of y'all like quiet, like, I'm reserved. Praise the Lord. He ain't that reserved. Get in there and get loud. Get loud. Why? Heaven ain't quiet. You know what I'm saying? Shake some of that stuff off you sometimes, you know what I mean? Well, I'm reserved. Don't be reserved. Be wild. Get a little buck wild every once in a while. Watch this. Look, it's true. Look at Psalm 29.2. You get anything out of this? You got to do it, though. You got to do it. You're like, you know, oh, you're confirming it. Well, go do it. Proverbs 29.2. Look at Proverbs 29. Give unto the Lord the glory due unto his name. Worship the Lord in the beauty of his holiness. Magnify him. Let's go in there and worship. God, God made you for worship. And worship, remember I told you, worship changes your attention. Worship changes your focus. It gets it off of where it's not supposed to be and put it on where it's supposed to be. See it? Because you like mind dealing all day. Like, oh, this stuff's wearing you out. Oh, the earth's messing you up. Uh, it's got your attention screaming at you. Hey, I worship you. Take your head out of the thing. Put it where it needs to be on him. It'll change your focus. Worship changes your focus. God gave you worship to change your focus. Did you get that? God gave you worship to change your focus. So that's how you change focus. I'm worried, 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 worried. You're like a hamster on a wheel. Go get some worship. Worship. You know, worship God. And I'm not saying you got to worship God all day long. Worship God till you get out. Then when you get out, change it up. So here's the thing. This is the thing. Being led by the Spirit of God is important. This is not like you'd never leave the house if you did this stuff. Remember I told you this? All day long. I got to confess, read the Bible. I need four hours. No. You got a toolbox. I'm giving you a spiritual toolbox. You understand? This is why you got to be led by the Spirit. This is why you go to church where you learn. You can't get up and do it. You're going to pray in the morning. You got to pray in tongues, read the Bible, confess the word, meditate, worship. I mean, I got to get up at 3 o'clock in the morning and get out the house by 9. You can't. And stop being like a Christian. Don't do that. Get up tomorrow, be led by the Spirit. You know, I think today I got to worship the Lord. Go with it. Tomorrow you might have to meditate a little bit more. Three days later, you might have to be in the Holy Ghost just a little bit more. That's how you're led by the Spirit of God. It's like going to get tools. You know what I'm saying? You know what I'm saying? You can't, you ever have the wrong tool? It's a pain, ain't it? You know what I'm saying? Like, dang, I need that kind of like star screwdriver, and I only got this other day, and you're like running around the house. You can't do nothing. But when you get the right tool, the job becomes easy. Right? Got the right tool, it's easy. So get, go to your toolbox, spiritual. And God might be like, worship me today. Okay, no problem. Put your hands in the air and start worshiping God. He might be like, hey, you need to pray in the Holy Ghost a little bit more today. You got to read the Word a little bit more today. Now, I'm not saying, you know what I mean, do your daily maintenance, but there might be days you got to lean a little bit more. I'll tell you something, right? You want to hear something cool? I'll give you this. This is a testimony. The day going, the day going to the airport, right? The day we're, going, we're leaving Brazil, right? I'm sitting there. I didn't even tell you this. I'm sitting there. I get up, I'm doing my thing, and all of a sudden I got an impression. I got to pray for going to the airport. I haven't prayed going to the airport anytime. I don't worry about none of this stuff. I wasn't, this wasn't about worrying, but I didn't think of it. All of a sudden I got this weird kind of thing. I was, you know, right away I'm like, the kids, you guys, you know, what's going on? Something's up. I knew it was the Lord, man. He's like, I knew it. I didn't, I couldn't say it, but I just said, I'm praying. I started confessing the word. I plead the blood of Jesus. I didn't know if it was the car, accident was going to happen, not us. Something's up. I couldn't tell you what it was, but I knew something was up. 
So I covered it. I just knew it. So I started confessing the word. I plead the blood of Jesus. Everything's going to be good. Everything's going to be safe. Everything's going to be great. Everything's going to go good. I plead the blood of Jesus. I break the power of the devil. Three seconds. I'm done. Serious. Want to hear something cool? I'm done. Get, get, do our thing, breakfast, coffee, whatever they were doing, blah, 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 blah. We're on a ride going to the airport. I don't think nothing of it. All of a sudden, the phone rings. We're in the car. We're in the car. Me, the pastor, he might be watching. Me, the pastor, PL, we're going to the airport. Going to the airport, I'm going home. He gets a phone call. I don't know. I can't speak Portuguese. I don't know what he's saying. could be saying anything. All of a sudden, he goes like this. He goes, oh, my gosh. I go, what? He goes, There's, there was a threat at the school. Like, you know what we have here? Somebody was going to kill somebody. I go, oh, okay. What's up? I said, now, you, where are we going? We going to the airport? Like, what do you got to do? Like, what's going on? I don't know. I like, is somebody getting the keys? He's like, we got to go. We're right here. So we zip to the school. We're in the car going to the airport. We had plenty of time. So I'm like, yeah, no, take care of what you got to take care of. We rush into the airport. There's a list of stuff. You're going to do something bad. It's bad. You know, it's like be like in America. I get to the school. I still don't even think of it. I'm driving to school, right? I go, that's what I prayed about. I said, no, nah, it's all cool, man. Everything's going to be all right. Don't even sweat it. People phone, bring, parents, bring, bring. I'm like, yeah, I'm laughing. This could be the most insensitive moment in life. Like, what you laughing about? I'm laughing because I forgot about it. I say, no, this ain't, I said, this is a done deal. I got, now that's a creepy feeling. You ever go to school with a bunch of kids come out crying? These kids are balling, man. They ain't playing balling. Like, they're scared. This place goes on lockdown. They shut it down. They got security. Everybody's freaking out. Kids crying, crying. Kids crying all over the place. Kids running out the building crying. Parents freaking out, parking the car. In the Imagine you going to school. I said, I'm laughing. I said, son of a gun, look at this. I said, no, this is all safe. Ain't nothing going to go down. This is easy. This, I, I said, this is what I was praying about in the morning. Kid got in the car. She's crying. The other kid's crying. Everybody's crying. I'm like, don't cry. It's all cool. Take me to the airport. This is great. We're going to go eat ice cream or something. I'm trying to lighten the moment, but I said, God's got this. I don't have it. I don't know what I'm doing. Hello? Are you here? I'm not bragging saying I did anything, but what was God doing? He was getting me ready for what was going down. I'm not saying anything. God had the whole thing covered, but you know what? How about that's more important to hear. See what I'm saying? So I ain't freaking you out, but what's that, man? I had to confess the word. So you get up and you confess. The word. If you feel like confessing the word, confess the word. Did you check in? Nope. Did you check in? No, I did not. He, he kind of grabbed me, and I knew something. Was like, What's it going to start looking like when you start checking in? Hey, God, how's today looking? What's cooking today? Get in the Holy Ghost. Okay. See what I'm saying? This is spirit-led life. I'm laughing in the car. Like, this is what I prayed about. That's what that was. See it? Now you're going to get it right all the time? No. That's where grace kicks in. He'll help you out. But you got to start hearing, getting developed. You know what I'm saying? You know stuff before the kids even come home. You'll be like, hey, I got to pray for them jokers. You'll know. And you'll be like, I laid it out before you got here. I'm telling you, that's being led in spirit. Where you get that? When you're worshiping God. When you stay sensitive to the things of the spirit of God. See what I'm saying? No, I'm not trying to put pressure on you. It's not pressure. But it's what? I got to get to a place of worship. Look, Psalms 119, 154. Don't you ever forget this scripture. Psalms 119, 154. Seven times a day do I praise thee because of thy righteous judgments. 
Start praising God. Praise the Lord. Be grateful. Always be grateful. Be gracious, of gratitude, full of gratitude, and grateful. You know what I mean? Hey, nah, it's not going good. It'll go good. Right? Did you get that? Did you write it down? It's um, Psalms 119, 154. You got it? Plead my cause and deliver me, quicken me according to thy word. What I got? 154, 164. I'm sorry. I told you 154. I apologize. It's 164. Sorry. Oops. Oh, that's a good scripture, but it ain't ours. Seven times a day do I praise thee because of thy righteous judgments. Seven times a day. Praise the Lord. Praise the Lord. You got to let it rip. Seven times a day. I didn't praise God all week. Last week, let alone seven times a day. That's 49 times in a week. I gave him one patty cake the other day when he did something good. I went to, I went to the donut shop and got me an extra donut. Hallelujah. I said, hallelujah. Look, come on, man. You know what I'm saying, right? Ain't it true? Sometimes we forget to praise him. Right? Get up in the morning. Praise the Lord. Before your feet, before your little cute toes hit the ground. Thank you, Lord. Glory to God. Come on, right? Before you get up out of bed. Well, ain't nothing good today. Yeah, it is. You breathing. If you breathing, something's happening. Amen? You know what I'm saying? We grumpy, ain't we? Don't we get grumpy? Y'all grumpy and you're lying about it. You know what I mean? You get grumpy, don't you? You know what I'm saying? Oh, yo, your stuff don't work right. I'm mad. You know what I mean? Don't we Kids are the worst. God bless the kids, man. They grumpy. They don't even know why they're grumpy. I was like, you got it on a string here, man. It's easy. Ain't it crazy? Like, you ain't got to worry about nothing. All you got to do is get up. That's all you got to do. You don't do nothing. Your room looks like a dump. It's like crazy. What is this? You ain't got to do nothing. You little jokers ain't got to do nothing. All you got to do is get up. Oh, you got a tough life. You got to go to school. You want to go to work? Ain't these kids something else? Right? Ain't it something? You want to go to work all day? Yeah, pay the bills. Want to worry about any of this stuff? I'm mad. Why are you tired? I'm tired. <laughs> tired from what? You don't do nothing. What are they tired about? Was I like that? I was not like that, was I? Ah, uh, whatever. <laughs> we had to all be like that probably one day, weren't we? What you tired about? I'm tired. That's why I like my dad. Praise God. I was a good son. Hallelujah. Tired about what? People are the worst. Ever see people? So grumpy. I went to the daycare one day. Miss Flo, I can't handle that place. Dragging these little kids. Come on. I said, you people are all grumpy. These kids are all happy. Like, hey, hey. These parents jerking them down the lot. Get in there. Get out of school. <laughs> I tripped out, man. I did a video about it. I was like, you people are grumpy and mean. You know what I'm saying? Come on, Johnny. Get your skull. Johnny's like, hey, I'm just happy to be alive. Yay. Ripping them from his backpack. Hey, can we have milk? It's great today. <laughs> Parents mean, man. They so mean. We late. Come on, late for work. Come on. Little Johnny's like, I, I just want to have you. We're going to have Froot Loops today. <laughs> Kids were great. The parents were evil. The parents were evil. They were evil. They were evil. I'm telling Gina, I was like, man, you people are evil. I was like, somebody needs to get an attitude of judgment. Fix your face. You know, grab, grab a little joker by the backpack, right? Drop them off. You're making me late. No, you, you, the kids too. The kid didn't make you late. You late because you stupid. That's why you late and you mean. And you were probably grumpy all morning. The little kid was happy. You probably mad at the kid because he's happy. 
He's happy about Fruit Loops. I could care less. I had a revelation. I, it changed me. I was like, I'm grouchy too. I'm not going to be grumpy no more. Don't be grumpy. You start praising God seven times a day, my God in heaven, you got to get happy. Well, you know, God didn't do what I said. God saved your life. You know what I'm saying? Well, it didn't work out. You probably screwed it up, and then you got God trying to fix your stupid mistake, and he didn't fix it the way you thought he should. It's your own fault anyway, so be quiet. Thank God he spared your life. Oh, there you go. How's that? That's a good patty cake. I got one half a patty cake from all the un unsaved people on the left side of the building. No, that's the truth. Why are you mad at God? It didn't work out. Well, you should have never got in it. You didn't want to screw it up, and now you want God to clean up your mess. Praise God, you're a good preacher. You're a great preacher. Thanks, Pastor Chris. I really don't want to hear you. You know what I'm saying? I got these crazy things, and I want God. And like, I God, God didn't work it out. What would you do? I did exactly what God told me not to do, but I did it anyway. And now he didn't do it, fix it the way I thought he was going to fix it. How about you start obeying God before you jack it all up? And then, uh, come on, praise the Lord. Seven times a day, give him praise. What you going to look like when you start praising God seven times a day? You're going to get happy. You know what I'm saying? I'm happy. I like God. I'm happy about God. Cut it out. Come on. The fight, the fight sometimes is for the worship. We got to go. But listen, the fight sometimes is in the worship. Okay? I believe in all that other stuff. Like, you know, I believe this. This may happen. What do you mean? Here's what I'm saying. There's times where ministering to the Lord is the only thing that's going to bring you a breakthrough. You got to get in that place of worship. The fight is to stay in there. Like, I, I don't know what to do. M minister to the Lord. Stay there. Sometimes I think you stay there long enough to get yourself encouraged. And then you go back out in it. You know what I mean? Like David encouraged himself in the Lord. Remember he went to Ziglag? 1 Samuel 30, you don't have to go there. But he went to Ziglag. And they, they lost everything, man. And these people mad. He went to Ziglag, and he's like, God told him to go there, too. That's the worst part. You're like, you're like, oh, here I am, God, and now all of a sudden everything's bad. They took the kids. They took the wives. They burned everything down in the ground. And David's there with these guys, and they're like, we're going to stone you to death because we're following you, and you're a mess. I like David. He said, I'm going to go pray. <laughs> David figured out. He said, go get the ephod. He put his little prayer chair shirt on, you know, and he got in there, got in there and prayed, God, we got a problem. We got a problem here because everybody's ready to kill me, and I'm following you, and I don't know what to do. And the Bible said David encouraged himself in the Lord. And I like David's talk. Dave, what did he say? You know what he said? He said, shall I pursue them? David, you are on some kind of drugs. You just said, what? You're going to go fight an army by yourself? He said, God, if you're with me, I'll go. He said, shall I pursue them? That's good talk. Because somebody else would have quit. See what I'm saying? Somebody else would have said, God, I'm mad at you. Because I'm in a mess because I followed you. No, 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 no. He went to Ziglag. You know what he said to him? He said, shall I pursue them? Do I go after him? And you know what God must have said? This joker is willing to go all on myself. He's going to go by himself and find an army. And he can care less. Because remember this, he ain't got nobody. The guys he was with, that they went to battle with, now they got rocks in their hand ready to stone him to death. He's at Ziglag, man. He's in a mess. He's by himself. 
He said, God, you're enough. Shall I? I love it. Shall I pursue them? Because I don't need nobody to go with me. If you go with me, I got enough. God said, surely, <laughs> pursue and overtake. Woo! Pursue and overtake who? The army. They took a jawbone of a donkey and slayed him. He took the jawbone of a donkey and slayed an army by himself. But God. See what I'm saying? So what I mean? David did what? He encouraged himself. Woo, you get it? God go encourage yourself. If you don't encourage yourself, nobody else can. Nobody else can build you there. So do what you gotta do. Sometimes you might just need to go worship God. Go worship God. If you need to encourage yourself. But here's the cool part. If you can tap in to God's presence, see that David said, Shall I? Somebody else would have quit. Said, bump this, I'm out. Who's ready to come kill me now? I'm leading you, God. I'm following you. Everything I got's burned to the ground. My family's gone. It was rough. David said, let's pray. He didn't go praying with everybody else. He prayed by himself. Nobody else cared. Nobody else, everything. you better come out. Imagine these guys with the rocks. They're probably like, you better hear something, bro, because when you come out, we're going to hit you in the head with these. This is not a good situation. I mean, you got to put yourself in the moment. This is a bad scene. They're mad. David said, I'm going to go pray. And he encouraged himself. See, when you get, remember this. Don't forget this and we're going to go. You can play. You got to encourage yourself to hear what heaven's saying and believe it. Did you understand that? Because heaven's talking, but you don't have the courage sometimes to believe what it's saying about you. Is that all right? So you got to get encouraged enough so you can hear what heaven's going to say. Because if you don't have your courage, see, here's the thing. I need you close because when heaven speaks, you got to be able to receive it. Ministering to the Lord does that. It gets you to, see, here's the problem. You don't really want God. Here's the thing with God. Let me show you something here. He really doesn't come down to your level to talk to you. you got to rise up to his level to hear. He'll comfort you at your level, but he'll speak to you at his level. Did you get that? He'll comfort you at your level, but he'll speak to you when you get to his level. You know what I'm saying? He feels your pain. He'll comfort you down there. Remember, it says this, in Romans chapter 10, it says, don't say who's coming up and who's going down. Kind of like what it's trying to say to you is this, rise up to God's level to hear. Don't bring God down to man's level. You understand what I mean by that? He'll comfort you where you're at, but he'll speak to you when you lift up. And you got to get, you got to get courage. That's why you got to get people around you to keep you close to encouragement. Because when they, they hear, they say, I don't believe in me, but if you believe in me, I believe in me. That's the key. Because you don't know who you are yet. But if you say, you think I can do it? Yeah, you can do it. See, that's all you need is instruction. People trying to run away from instruction. You need to run into instruction. You understand that? See, let me, I'm going to tell you, goofy people run away from instruction. Smart people run into instruction. Because instruction leads me to promotion. Because once you tell me something, I can be it. See, I need you to tell me something. Say something. Because once you say it, I got the capacity to be it. That's why you got to stay around it. That's how you stay around it. You hear it and you say, oh, you say it. Just 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 say it. Say it. Once you say it, I could be it. You'll get so good, you prophesy your future, and then you step in it. You speak it, and then your words. You grow, when your words get to the place, you'll start saying, you'll speak yourself right out of discouragement. That's how you do it. We got to well load up. So encourage us. So let's go minister to the Lord, okay? That was like a little rough, but you got it.
You got the gist of it, right? You go up tomorrow morning, you go lift your hands in the air. I'm going to call, Jesus, I just come in to minister to you. I don't want, man, can you imagine, you know, you got, y'all got that friend only calls up when they need something. Well, he threw it down. He's like, man, he just called him out. He's like, I got a brother like that. I said, all right, praise God. Nobody knows who it is. All right. You know what I'm saying? That's true to right. You know that one person, you know, when the phone rings, they want something. Don't be like that with God. Hey, God, what's up? Oh, here you come again. No, no, no. I don't know what you mean. God, I just want to tell you how cool you are. I don't come in here and just worship you. I don't need nothing to do. I just want to worship you. You're awesome. Thanks for saving me. You mean? Just go into God's presence tonight. Now listen, you go and ask for petition. God will give you whatever you want. God's a good God like that. But how about you go in there and just say, God, I just come to love on you today. You know what I mean? I just come to worship you. I ain't asking for nothing. I don't need nothing. I ain't looking for nothing. If you want to give me something, that's your own business. But I just come here to worship you. Woo! What's that time going to look like? I just go to sing to you and tell you how good you are. I was coming here to worship you this morning, God. Guys, want to let you know this morning is all about me worshiping you. And I don't even just kick back, God, and hear my praise. Come on, somebody. You know what I mean? Go in there and tell him, you're a good God. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. He tried to speak to you, say, hey, just give me a minute, Lord. He'll interrupt his worship time to speak to you. He will. But guess what? Tell him, hey, I got a little more. Let me give you a little more. Man, you start worshiping God like that. Woo! You're going to mess it up, man. Your, your atmosphere is going to jack up. Your face is going to change. Your, your whole mindset of life is going to change. Because, like, what do I care? I got God with me. God before me, who could be against me? You know what I'm saying? Life's like a, pfft, I'm just going to win. I'm going to win. And I'm telling you, sometimes you just got to, sometimes you got to just worship God, change your atmosphere. You know what I mean? It's like, man, this atmosphere is weird. Hallelujah. You'll kick it in. See, the, pray, the prayer of praise and worship is ministering to the Lord. And as they ministered to the Lord, the Lord said, separate unto me. What do you mean, minister to the Lord? They fasted and prayed and ministered to the Lord. See it? Just minister to the Lord. Go in there and have worship time. When was the last time you just went in there and worshiped God? You know what I'm saying? Worship you. Times of worship. Times of refreshing. God's presence. God's presence will come in there. You ever get in there and you just know God showed up? You just feel it. Ooh, that's God. Yeah, you see what it is? It's like this. It's an atmosphere that pleases Him. And once you get the atmosphere set to please Him, He'll show up. Man, God gets on you. Man, something's going to change with you. See, God's presence doesn't change God. It changes you. But when it comes on you, it's like weight it comes on you. You just feel, oh, man. Man, that happened to you, man. You'd be like, Woo! I'm in the river, I'm in the river, I'm in the river, and I'm swimming in it. Stay there. Now here's the thing, if you don't get to that place, man, life's going to get hard. It gets hard because you're, you, you ain't connected. Go connect. Go connect with God. Once you connect with God, you can take on anything. You ever notice something about, I'm going to leave you with this, don't forget this. You ever notice, life doesn't really change. Life just keeps moving. It's how you handle life. But here's the key. How are you handling life better? When I'm close to God, I don't know. I don't know what's going on. Nor do I care. When I'm away from God, you start freaking out about it. Like, what am I going to do? How am I going to do this? How am I going to do that? Don't even worry about all that. You stay close to God. You can cast your care way easier when you're close to God than when you're not. 
you be worrying, worry, worry, worry. Man, you get so good at getting close to God, you like cast my care upon you for you care for me. Take care of that. I'm done. Hallelujah. The devil tries to do that because let me tell you something about the devil. He brings junk in your life to take your worship away from you. Because he don't want you worshiping God. That's what he got mad at God for. He said, all right, God, do this, do that. He says, bow down and worship me. I'll give you all the kingdoms. God said, I ain't giving you no worship. He said, I ain't giving you no worship. You ain't getting my worship. He said, I worship the Lord thy God, and only him do I worship. See, the devil wants to take your worry. He wants to take your worship and turn it into worry so you stop worshiping God. Pull you out of that place. Like, what you going to do now? What you going to do now? I'm going to praise the Lord. What you going to do? I'll praise the Lord anyway. I'm going to glorify his name. I'm a matter, matter of fact, you know what, devil? Let me tell you this. The more drama you start showing up, the louder my praise is going to get and the longer I'm staying. So you better disappear with this junk because the longer you keep trying to throw stuff at me, I'm, I'm going to stay up half the night worshiping God. How you like that? I'm going to stay here. Boy, that joker will leave you alone in a minute. Why? Because he don't want you worshiping God. But if you start adding on the hours of worship because he keeps showing up with drama, drama going to go out the window. See what I'm saying? And you say, I praise the Lord. Glory to God. Hallelujah. And you see the devil, he thinks he's slick. He's like, oh, look what I did to you. Now you're messed up. And you're going to not praise God. You're going to be like Job. Though he slay me, I'm still going to give him praise. And it ain't God doing it. But the enemy sometimes tries to do stuff in your life to make you, oh, look at you. You're supposed to be a cute little Christian. And you're all jacked up. You sit there and tell him, shut up. I'm going to worship God anyway. I don't stop worshiping him. I worship God every day. I worship you, Jesus. Come on, stand up on your feet. I worship you, Jesus. I worship you. Thank you for listening to this episode of Relevant Live with Pastor Chris. If you are interested in learning more about Relevant Church, we invite you to visit us today at relevantfl.org. And don't forget to subscribe to our channel to hear more messages like this one every single week. And as always, welcome home.